family, by the end of the day today, we would have hit 200,000 downloads on the Read and Rant podcast. 200,000 downloads on the Read and Rant podcast. That is awesome. That is amazing. Uh, if you haven't connected with us on the Read and Rant podcast, please do so. Uh, it's uh, just it's on Apple and it's on Spotify as well. So I want to encourage you to join us on on uh, on our Spotify. Follow us, subscribe, so yeah, so that way you can get the content there. Now the podcast content comes a little bit later because it is you know our live reading rant that we're doing right now. So it it comes a little later. Uh, for those of you who are subscribed to the podcast, because it, it broadcasts um, every Tuesday and Thursday. So every Tuesday and Thursday, a new episode comes out. Um, whereas um, if you're on Patreon, you get it right away. So as soon as this is done, I post it right away on Patreon. So I want to encourage you if you um, want to support us in any way. Um, you're like, hey, this has been a blessing to me and I want to support this ministry. I want to support what God is doing through this ministry. Um, I want to encourage you to uh, join our Patreon community, patreon.com slash Isaac Frere, patreon.com slash Isaac Frere, and you'll get connected there and you'll learn how to get connected to our Discord as well, uh, where there'll be some exclusive discussions and content there on Discord and Discord is free. So if you want to just join our Discord, y'all, because here's one thing I will tell you, I can't guarantee that I'm on all these platforms every day, but I can guarantee you I'm on Discord almost every day. Almost every morning we're on Discord. If we're not doing the reading and rant, we're just spending time in prayer. If we're not spending time in prayer, then we are, uh, we're hosting Bible study. And we had Bible study last night. I, I believe that it was a blessing. It was a little bit different because I felt like I had to minister um, to my family, to those of you who are on Discord. And so um, I'm encouraged by that. Love you all. So glad you are all here. Um, as you guys know, every every uh, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, we spend time in the reading of the Word where we're journeying through the New Testament. We've been journeying through the book of Matthew. So I want to encourage you to do that. Again, guys, subscribe to the Read and Rant podcast. It's available on Spotify and it's available on iTunes. Um, I also want to encourage you to join our Discord community, discord.gg slash opusfrere, discord.gg slash opusfrere. It'll be a blessing to you. You'll get connected with us. And if this ministry has been a blessing to you in any way, I want to also encourage you to join our Patreon, patreon.com slash Isaac Frere, patreon.com slash Isaac Frere. But we're not going to belabor the time. We want to get right into it. We want to engage with the word of God today. And we're going to spend a few moments as we get to the end of the book of Matthew, as we've been journeying. Uh, through the book of Matthew, I believe that this will be a moment of encouragement, uh, a moment of conviction, a moment of transformation. And I believe that God has something to say to you today. God has something to say to you today in the reading of the word. We posture ourselves to hear from God as we read the scripture. And so I want to encourage you as you're reading this, especially as you're reading through large swaths of text, is just to engage with the Holy Spirit and ask God to speak to you today. Okay. And here's how you position yourself and posture yourself that way for God to do a work in you, to meditate on the word. This is what we do. We ask God. What are you revealing concerning yourself? That's what you're going to pray as you're reading. God, what are you revealing concerning yourself? The other thing that we're going to pray and ask God for is, God, what are you revealing concerning people? And then the third thing that we're going to pray and ask God for is, God, what are you revealing concerning me? What are you revealing concerning me? And now we're going to get into the word. Dearly Father, I thank you as we uh, spend some time in your word today, Lord. I just pray that you would uh, bless us, Lord. I pray that you would bless this moment. I pray, Lord, for those who are here, who are attending. Father, I pray that this would um, Lord, be a moment of revelation for us. Lord, that, there, that this would be a moment of encouragement, moment of exhortation. Um, Father, let, it, let this be a fruitful time 
as we engage in your word. Lord, we don't even know what's going to happen. We don't know what you're what you have to say to us and reveal to us, but Lord, we're just going to engage with you in this word. So reveal your heart, reveal your will, reveal your plan, reveal your desire towards us and reveal to us who you've called us to be. We say that in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's get it, y'all. Let's get it. In Matthew chapter 24, in Matthew chapter 24, it says this, Um, then Jesus went out and departed from the temple and his disciples came up to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said to them, do you not see these things? Assuredly, I say to you, not one stone shall be left here upon another that shall not be thrown down. Now, as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, Tell us, when will these things be and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? And Jesus answered and said to them, take heed that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ and will receive many. And you will hear the wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled for all these things must come to pass but the end is not yet for nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there'll be famines, pestilences and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you. And you will be hated by all the nations for my name's sake. And then many will be offended and will betray one another and will hate one another. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound and love of many will grow cold, but he who endures to the end shall be saved. Hmm. He who endures to the end shall be saved. Yeah. Um, Um, I'm going to start from verse nine, read there again. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you. And you will be hated by all nations for my sake, for my, for my name's sake. And then many will be offended and will betray one another and will hate one another. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because of lawlessness and because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will go cold and he who endures to the end shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as witness to all the nations. And then the end will come. Verse 15. Therefore, when you see the abomination of desolation spoken by Daniel, the prophet standing in the holy place, whoever reads, let him understand. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let him who is on the housetop not go down to take anything out of his house. And let him who is in the field not go back to get his clothes. But woe to those who are pregnant and to those who are nursing babies in those days. And pray that your flight may not be in winter or on the Sabbath. For then there will be great tribulation, such as has not been since the beginning of the world until this time. No, nor ever shall be. And unless those days are shortened, no flesh shall be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days will be shortened. Then if anyone says to you, look, here is the Christ or there, do not believe it. For false Christs and false prophets will rise and show great things and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. See, I have told you beforehand. Therefore, if they say to you, look, he is in the desert, do not go out. Or look, he is in the inner rooms, do not believe it. For as the lightning comes from the east and flashes to the west, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. For wherever the carcass is, there the eagles will be gathered together. (laughs) 
Verse 29, immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from heaven and the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then the sign of the son of man will appear in heaven. And then all the tribes of the earth will mourn and they will see the son of man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he will send his angels with a great sound of the trumpet. And they will gather together his elect from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other. Now, learn this parable from the fig tree. When its branch has already become tender and puts forth leaves, you know that summer is near. So you also, when you see all these things, know that it is near at its doors. Assuredly, I say to you, this generation will by no means pass away till all these things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. Hmm. But of that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, but my father only. But as the days of Noah were, so also will be the coming of the son of man be. For as in the days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark. They did not know until the flood came and took them all away. So also will be the coming of the son of man. Then two men will be in the field. One will be taken and the other left. Two women will be grinding at the mill. One will be taken and the other left. Watch therefore, for you do not know what hour your Lord is coming. But know this, that if the master of the house had come, had known what hour the thief would come, sorry, he would have watched and not allowed his house to be broken into. Therefore, you also be ready for the son of man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Who then is faithful? Sorry, who then is a faithful and wise servant whom his master made ruler over his household? to give them food in due season. Blessed is that servant whom his master, when he comes, will find so doing. Assuredly, I say to you that he will make him ruler over all his goods. But if that evil servant says in his heart, my master is delaying his coming and begins to be his fellow servants and eat and drink with the drunkards, the master of the servant will come on a day when he is not looking for him and at an hour that he is not aware of and will cut him in two and appoint him his portion with the hypocrites. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Chapter 25. Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to 10 virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Now five of them were wise and five were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight, a cry was heard. Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, give us some of your oil for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered saying, no, lest there should not be enough for us and you, but go rather to, to those who sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding and the door was shut. Afterward, the other virgins came also saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, I do not know you. Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour that the Son of Man is coming. Verse 14, For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country. Mm -hmm who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. And to one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to each according to his own ability. And immediately he went on a journey. Then he who had received the five talents went and traded with them 
and made another five talents. And likewise, he who received two gained two more. But he who had received one went and dug in the ground and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. So he who had received five talents came and brought another five talents saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look, I have gained five more talents beside them. His Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You are faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. He also <clears throat> who had received two talents came and said, Lord, you delivered to me two talents. Look, I have gained two more talents beside them. His Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Then he who had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. And I was afraid and went and hid your talents in the ground. Look, there you have what is yours. But his Lord answered and said to him, you wicked and lazy servant, serpent, sorry, servant. <clears throat> you knew what I reap and what I have not sown and gather what I have not scattered seed. So you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers. And at my coming, I would have received back my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to him who has 10 talents. For to everyone who has more will be given, he who, who will have abundance. But from him who does not have, even that which he has will be taken away. And cast the unprofitable servant into the outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. <clears throat> Verse 31. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the holy angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate them from one another as a shepherd divides his sheep from the goats. And he will set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. Then the king will say to those on his right hand, come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and take you in or naked and clothe you? Or when did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? And the king will answer and say, assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did it to one of the least of these of my brethren, you did it to me. Then he will also say to those on the left hand, depart from me, you cursed into the everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. <laughs> for I was hungry and you gave me no food. I was thirsty and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger and you did not take me in. I was naked and you didn't clothe me sick and in prison and you did not visit me. Then they also will will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not minister to you? Then he will answer them and say, assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did not do it for one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. I'm going to stop right there. Uh, what we're about to transition into uh, on Wednesday when we come back to read is we're going to be um, transitioning into the final days of uh, Jesus's life and consequently his ministry. Uh, 
today what we're reading are some of the final words, the final teachings that um, have been recorded of Jesus before we begin the final stages of his ministry. We call it the passion, the passion of Christ. Most likely on Wednesday, we'll be finishing the book of Matthew. So I guess we'll be reading through the final days (laughs) because I'm looking now and all we have is those final two chapters and then we'll be done with the book of Matthew. So congratulations to that. Right. We're almost there. Now, I will say this, and there's a lot that we can share, but a few main ideas, a few main thoughts that I'm ruminating over as we spend time in the scripture. Um, Sean, Isaac, when, when Yahweh, Christian men, you... I don't know if I can understand what you're writing. This Jesus there also named the plants after Roman and Greek gods. <clears throat> I don't know if I understand what you're saying there, Sean. So you're gonna have to you're gonna have to do a little bit better than that. Just so you know, I'm live on TikTok, I'm live on IG, and I'm live on Discord. Again, y'all, join my Discord community. It's lit out there, okay? Join my Discord community. I encourage you uh, to do that. And also subscribe to the Reading Rant Podcast. We're, we're going to hit 200,000 downloads today. That's amazing, y'all. We're hitting 200,000 downloads. I am so excited about that. Um, but anyway, I just want to share a few thoughts before. <laughs> Let's start a riot. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I love my I love my Discord people. I love my Discord family. Y'all, you know what? I can't even. I'm not even gonna look at Discord no more. Y'all, you guys are hilarious. You guys are hilarious. <laughs> Ooh, wee. Oh man, oh man, oh man, oh man. All right, all right, I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. Notice the tone of Jesus' language here in um in in the reading that we have engaged in, okay? Um, <clears throat> the tone of Jesus' language in chapter 24 and 25 is one of um, um, eager anticipation. The tone is one of, if you look here, I'm going to go to chapter 24. Notice what Jesus is doing here. He's predicting the signs of the times. And he tells them of what's going to happen in those times and in those days. He warns the disciples that the days are coming, that there will be, they will be persecuted for the gospel's sake. He tells them this. He tells them of the great tribulation that is to come. For those who are for those who uh, confess to Christ and for those who preach and proselytize the gospel of Jesus Christ. He's warning them ahead of time. He's warning them also of those who will distract people away from Christ, the Antichrist, the ones who are going to draw people away from Jesus the ones who are going to draw people away from the message of the gospel, the ones who will create even religions and will profess themselves, either themselves to be Christ or profess another Christ. Deceivers, that's right. Deceivers. And it's important for me to emphasize this, that often people will say that deception is a lie. No, there's a lie in a deception. But a deception works very, very well because a deception has a lot of truth to it. Let me say that one more time. Deception isn't in totality a lie. It's a partial lie. It's a manipulated truth. Yes. <laughs> it's it's a... It's enough truth 
with enough lies sprinkled into it to draw you and veer you and deviate you away from the truth. That's what deception is. Deception is deflection. Deception is getting you to focus on something that doesn't matter or something that isn't true. Deception is a means to give you just enough truth to draw you away. And that's why the devil is a deceiver. Because the devil doesn't actually lie about everything. The devil gives you just enough truth to draw you away from Christ. If he can give you enough truth, doesn't give you the full truth. So I say, well, the devil is a liar. Oh, yes, he's the author of lies, but he's a deceiver. He's masterful in, uh, in deflection. We saw this at the garden. Technically, he didn't even lie to Eve. He just deflected. Deception is deflection. And so what he's pointing to is that there will be deceivers. There will be people who will give you just enough truth, just enough to make you believe in something other than Christ. And so this is what Jesus is warning. So he's saying, if they tell you that you're that, that you're that you're gonna you're gonna find me in the wilderness, or if they tell you that you're gonna find me over here, or they tell me tell you that you're gonna find me over there, it's a lie. It's a lie. Listen to me, family, because it's so important to understand what Jesus is saying here. Jesus is saying that while you're sitting there looking for me in all these other things, if anybody tells you you're going to find me in those things, I tell you right now, they're lying. Did, did, y'all, did y'all hear that? If they if they tell you that you're gonna find me inside of some kind of ideology, that's a lie. If they tell you that you're gonna find me inside of some club, that's a lie. If, if they tell you that, ooh, here's a tough one, that you're gonna find me in a church, that's a lie. Wait, but pastor, you, you pastor a church. I mean, I don't understand how. So what are you saying here? What I'm saying is, is Jesus isn't in the church. He is the church. <laughs> and so what he's saying is you don't need to look anywhere for Jesus, but to find me by the spirit of God in the body of believers so if they're telling you, you need to go here to find Jesus. Oh, you're going to find Jesus when you go here. You're going to find Jesus when you go there. You're going to find Jesus. Some people are looking for Jesus, looking for means to get into heaven, looking for a way into heaven, looking for all these. And Jesus is saying, if anybody tells you that somehow you're going to get elevation into anything other than other than what I'm telling you in the message of the gospel, what I've articulated to you in the message of the gospel, they tell you you're going to find it anywhere else, fam, that is not the worship of Yahweh or the God that I preach to you, but rather it is idolatry because now you've put God into a box that God does not fit in. We've put God in boxes that God does not fit in, fam. We've put God in our pastors. God don't fit in that way. We put God in our denominations. We put God in our ideologies. We put God in all these things. And yet God does not fit in these things. And then we become so entrenched with this that we begin to conflate the practices, the polity, the people as God. 
No, no, I don't believe my pastor is God. I, I, I don't believe my pastor is God, um, Isaac. I, I don't believe that. But then you come to your pastor and say, well, I'm around my pastor, so I can't talk this way. I can't act this way. I don't believe my pastor is God. But then when your pastor falls and makes a mistake and makes an error and commits a sin, all of a sudden you have a God problem. My husband isn't God. Then why did you lose faith when he asked you for a divorce? My money isn't God. Then why did you lose faith when you lost it? Uh, but th these things aren't God. But then you've lost faith in God when these things that aren't God have let you down. Well, I stopped trusting in God because of what this person did. Is that person God? Are, are you looking for Jesus in things? Because if you're looking for God in things, you miss out. You miss out. And Jesus is saying, while you're sitting there looking for me in stuff, I ain't in none of that. I'm not in any of those things. Sorry, I had to lean in there for a moment. And so don't fall into the deception of the false Christ who will preach a different gospel, another gospel. Do not believe it. Do not believe them. Why? Because Jesus is instituting a new dispensation, a new era, a new time, a new government, a new way to live. The kingdom of God and the kingdom of God will not be a location that you go to. The kingdom of God will be a way to be and a way to live. And so Jesus is telling them the time is coming. Just think about that. Jesus now puts them in the tension to say, no one knows the day nor the hour. But that day is coming. He talks about the faithful and the evil servant. Serp, us, our servant. He gives the parable of the wise and the foolish virgin, uh, virgins. So faithful servant, evil servant, wise virgin, foolish virgin, the parable of the talents. And often people say, well, look at that. We've been talking about the end times forever. <laughs> We've been talking about Jesus coming since forever. We've been talking about, you know, Jesus has been coming all this time, but notice the problem is not the timing. The problem is the posture. This is my last closing thought. And then I'm, because I feel like I'm going into rant mode. <laughs> Y'all know I go into rant. That's why we call it the read and rant. That's why we call it the read and rant, y'all. We call it the read and rant because I'm reading and I'm ranting. I got nothing planned. Okay, I ain't got no notes, all right? <laughs> That's why we call it the read and rant. But I got I to gotta lock in on this. I got to lock in on this truth that actually the issue with the church today is we have an eschatological position that cultivates passivity. We, what, what do you mean? We have an end times view that makes us look up and not look around. We have an end times view that says, hey, um, Jesus, we're over here waiting for you. Where you at, Jesus? I mean, you, you, you should have came a long time ago. And so because we have this look up perspective and not look around perspective, we have now misappropriated what the coming of Jesus even looks like and how the coming of Jesus comes into fruition. Remember when Jesus had ascended into heaven and they were looking up, it was the angels that had to tap the disciples 
and tell them, yo, why, why are you looking up when you should be looking around? The tension here is we do not know the day nor the hour. So don't let anybody tell you that they got a day and they calculated it and they, they unlocked the biblical code. <laughs> about when Jesus is going to come and the coming of Jesus. We don't know the day or the hour, and that was intentional. Why? Because we're not waiting for a moment. We are instigating a moment. If we knew the day or the hour, it would change how we live. It would change what we do. We live in the tension of not knowing the day nor the hour because we need to live today like it's going to be tomorrow. We need to live right now like it's going to be tonight. We need to do now as if it's going to happen this week. <laughs> but if you knew it was 300 years from now, Oh, well, you know, I'm going to be dead and gone, so whatever. There was a reason why they did not know the day or the hour, because the day or the hour didn't matter. Oh, snap. What? We've been waiting, and my, but the generation before me got it wrong, and the generation before that generation got it wrong, and the generation before that generation got it wrong. Why does it matter? Are you ready? <laughs> The difference between you and them is they lived ready. They lived in that tension. We're the ones who are prideful enough to say that we need to know now when. Let me ask you a question real quick. You waiting for Jesus to return, are you not? You want to know when Jesus is coming. So let me ask you a question. Are you better than Jesus? Are you better than Jesus? Because Jesus didn't know the day nor the hour. So now what makes you think that somehow you're privy to information that even Jesus didn't have? Maybe it was never about when he's coming, but how we live. Maybe it was about how we ought to posture ourselves in this life and in this moment, maybe we're supposed to be living right now as if Jesus is coming tonight. Reorient the way you think to say, if Jesus is coming tonight, what would I do today? Ooh, family, let me help you. If Jesus is coming tonight, what would I do today? If Jesus is coming at 6 p.m., what would you do? What would you do right now? Now, notice what Jesus says we ought to do. See, this is the part that people miss. Because there are folks that say, well, let me make sure, you know what I'm saying? I don't cuss today. Let me make sure I don't sleep with nobody today. Okay. If Jesus is coming today, man, I mean, I got to make sure I'm pure and clean and I ain't, you know, I ain't, I ain't said nothing wrong. I got to make sure I wrong. You missed it. <laughs> if Jesus is coming today, what am I supposed to be doing? Not looking up. I'm supposed to be looking around. If Jesus were coming today, what would Jesus want me doing when he shows up tonight? The text tells us this is how we live in preparation for the coming of the kingdom of God. If Jesus is coming today, it's taking the five talents I got and making the most of it. If I'm being given five, I should be working on making it 10. If I've been given it two, then I should be working on making it four. 
not sitting on the gift that God has given me, but to make most of the gift that God has given me. Ready for this? A lot of folks <laughs> are sitting there trying to figure out, well, you know, if, if Jesus is coming today, let me make sure I'm in a good position. Also, Sandy wants to hang out and chill on the beach and just wait for the coming of Jesus. <laughs> but what is he asking us to do? What is he asking us to do? He said, take what I've given you and multiply it. Take what I've given you and give me glory through it. Ooh, look what he says. When I come to judge, I want you not only to multiply what I've given you, but when I come to judge, I'm judging whether or not you loved mercy. I'm going to judge whether or not you sought after justice. I'm going to judge whether or not you walked humbly with your God. Did you feed those who were hungry? Did you, did you help those who were needy? Did you, hold on, did you give drink to those who were thirsty? Did you, did you clothe those who were who are naked? This is a word of conviction. Not Trust me, I, I'm talking to myself as I'm talking to you, y'all. Did you reach those who were the least of these? Did you take what Jesus gave you and did you make the most of it? I am not saying right now, and I want to make sure y'all know what I'm saying. I want to make sure y'all know where I'm at, okay? I'm not here standing on a soapbox looking at y'all and telling y'all, you know, well, you know, I got to be better because pastor's better. This is a word of conviction for me. I want you to know this. Whenever I'm I'm reading and I'm engaging with God's word, I'm it's a moment for me as it is for you, okay? I want to make sure y'all understand that, okay? So I'm not here to to judge you or to criticize you and to say, you know, I'm better than you. No, 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 no. We're on this journey together. But I'm hearing this word. I got to share it. And I got to tell you what I'm going through as I'm reading it. And this is what I'm going through as I'm hearing this. And I'm going, wait a minute. Did I live last week as if Jesus was showing up today? Did I, did I, did I, am I going to live that way? Have I lived that way? Have you lived that way? Have, have we lived that way? Church? Are we still looking for Jesus inside of temples? Are, are we, are we still, I mean, is that, is that, is that how we live out the gospel? Are we hiding from the defense of the gospel? Is that, is that, is that what we've done? Are, are, are we, are we taking our talents and multiplying them? Fam, I'm, I'm here to tell you, this is a conviction for me. And I and I'm and I'm imparting this on you to say, you know what? Maybe there is more I could do. Maybe, maybe there's more I could do. Maybe, maybe I'm not doing enough. There are people in need. There are people who are broken. There are people who are, if Jesus is coming tonight. Did I make the most of this day? Maybe we need to be reminded to live our days as if Jesus was coming to judge tomorrow. That's what I'm leaving with today. And notice who he said is wicked. 
you know, usually when we think of people who are wicked, we think people who are wicked are the ones who are doing bad things. But notice here that the people that Jesus calls wicked are the ones who are apathetic. Like, it's just, don't care. That's what he called wickedness, not not the serial killer and, uh, you know, <laughs> the, the murderer or whatever. No, no, not that. No, no. The one who's not helping that those who are in need. The one who is not. And this is, this is, this is the word of conviction for me today. And in and I pray it's a word of conviction for you that maybe what God's calling you to do, maybe God's giving you many years. Maybe he's giving you, he might be giving you 30 years. But maybe we need to live not knowing the day or the hour. Maybe we need to live knowing that Jesus can come at any moment. And let's assess our lives and ask ourselves, have I lived today worthy of what Jesus has accomplished and given me? Father, I ask, Lord, as we uh, journey through this day, Lord, we have all been uniquely gifted. We've been uniquely called, each and every one of us, Father. Lord, you've given us purpose. You've given us gifts. You've given us, Lord God, the capacity, the strength, the ability, the health, the wisdom, the insight, the experience, all these things that you've given us, Lord. You've given us these things that you may be glorified in it. Father, I pray today, Lord, that we live in the tension to know that we've been called and to operate in the tension. Lord, submitting all that you've given us to give you glory. Father, teach us to steward the gifts well. Teach us to steward our time well. Lord, do a work in our heart, Lord, that we would live in the tension of knowing you can come at any moment and at any time. And Father, teach us how we ought to live and what we ought to do. Guide us by your spirit. Lead us by your spirit. And we say that in Jesus' name. Amen. Love y'all, fam. I will see you guys tomorrow. We're finishing Matthew. No, not tomorrow. Well, no, we're not reading tomorrow. We're reading on Wednesday. Tomorrow is prayer. Okay, that's why you should join our Discord because we're going to spend time in prayer tomorrow. Discord.gg slash Opus Frere. Discord.gg slash Opus Frere. We will be on Discord tomorrow. We will be praying tomorrow. So join us in prayer tomorrow. And then on Wednesday, we'll be back here again. Okay. We'll be back here again. Also text us 954-231-1848. 954-231-1848. If you text us, I will always send, even if you miss, if you miss a read and rant, sometimes even with prayer, I'll just be inspired to just text a word of encouragement. So be sure. And then if there's any update, you know what I mean? If there's any announcement, maybe I do a pop-up on Discord. <laughs> Whatever it might be, you get a text and know that we're coming up. Okay. <clears throat> um, but yeah, um, stay connected with us. Okay. I was in Broward. I'm not in Broward anymore. I'm in Tampa now. I'm in Hillsborough County. <laughs> All right. I'm in Hillsborough County. Uh, we're planting a church in Tampa. So also, guys, I want to ask you guys to pray for me. Uh, pray for our team. Pray for our church. Pray for our family. We are same time, uh, Disla, same time, 730 a.m. So same time. We're meeting on Discord at the same time. <clears throat> um, I'm from Broward, but I don't live in Broward now. Um, but we are. Uh, so we are having our first interest meeting on Thursday. Please pray for us. Actually, if you're here. Join our prayer. Uh, let me see. You know, let me let me let me text it. I want you guys, please pray for us. Let us know that you're praying for us as well. 
Um, we have a prayer list where we, we're sharing our prayer requests and praise reports about our launch. And I just want to keep you guys updated. And so you'll get an email probably like, like today I sent an email this morning. You'll get an email maybe once a week just sharing, Hey, this is what the Lord is doing just to give you the story of what God is doing. Let me see if I can paste this here. Let's see. Boom, boom, boom. Please tell me to paste it. Beautiful. Boom. And then I'm going to, I'm going to pin it. Wait, wait, hold on. I just lost the text. There it is. I'm going to pin this. It's not letting me pin it y'all. Oh, there it is. Pin comment. Boom. There it is. I just pinned it. That's the link. And I'm going to do it here as well. Uh, please join us in prayer. Let us know you're praying for us. We're praying for a thousand people to pray for our church plant. Um, boom. There it is. Can I pin this? Boom. There it is. All right, I'll leave that up for a couple minutes. <clears throat> All right. Pin, pin this comment. There it is. Wait, I couldn't pin it. Why can't I pin it? Okay, guys, I can't pin it. So make sure you click it before it gets it drowns in all the comments here on, on Discord. Okay. It's not letting me pin it. I don't know why. Um, but yeah, join our prayer list. Okay. We're praying for a thousand. I've made the I made the request two weeks ago. No, three weeks ago. No, two weeks ago. Yes, two weeks ago. And we are officially at over 350 people who've committed to pray for our church plant. So I believe we're going to get to that thousand mark and who knows? We'll, we'll ask for 10,000 people to pray for us because I truly believe in the power of prayer. And I believe what God wants to do in Tampa, what God wants to do through this ministry, what God wants to do through our online community, our online church, because we're going to be, I can't wait to share what God has inspired us to do uh, with our online church as well. So stay posted on that. But what God wants us to do through this online platform and through this community in Tampa, it's going to require prayer. And so please pray for us, okay? Prayer is at 7.30 tomorrow. So join us in that. Thank you, Miri, for posting the link on Discord as well. So join us on Discord, discord.gg. Sorry, I hit the request button. No worries, no worries, Michelle. It's all good. Um, discord.gg slash Opus Frere. Um connect with our discord community we stay connected throughout the day you'll get you'll connect with folks so you're not just connecting with me you're connecting with a whole community of people and man y'all we're, we're getting closer to 700 people in that community oh my goodness this is amazing this is awesome um but yeah um i am excited about this season we have our first interest meeting so since you missed the if you're not on our prayer list you probably missed this morning's email pray for our interest meeting Okay, we don't know who's showing up. We don't know what's going to happen that night. But one thing we do, we are praying for is that for anyone who's debating, who's praying about coming or not, that they would hear from God to show up and to hear the vision and that their heart would be stirred toward the vision of what God is calling us to do in Tampa. So love y'all fam. God bless you guys. See you guys on Discord tomorrow. Peace out.